This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Find good child care for your kids. You need Olivia. Jumping out of an airplane with a parachute of many thousands and thousands of people that want to contribute for this great city makes me feel very secure. Yes, we'll jump off together and we will have a grand time coming down, landing exactly where we need to with a fiscally responsible but a caring, safer, and more affordable city. I ever get the feeling you're jumping out of a plane without a, a chute? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what the next three years feel like, I think, for a lot of people. Because don't forget, Olivia Chow won, but she didn't win by a huge margin. She certainly doesn't have a strong mandate. I mean, John Tory had a strong mandate. She does not. She's got to govern for the people. So her base will be very excited. But there is so much going on in the city of Toronto. And we had five, six months of absolute nothing trying to clean up this mess, and it's gotten worse. So she's got to hit the ground running, and I know she's want to bring in the hope, and I know she's got all these ideas about bringing the people together, but I would like to know, what, what the heck is she going to do to stop mothers from being killed, walking to get a smoothie in their community? What's she going to do to make sure that there's accountability in this city? What's she going to do about all of this violence? And she can't have a cop on every corner. That's what she said. Let me bring in Adrian Batrop, former communications of Rob Ford, the late Rob Ford, and... Um, Editor-in-Chief of Toronto Sun, good morning. You have been part of these big days. I have, and look, it... it There's no warning it, of the pinkos. They're in. They're... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure Don Cherry would have a lot to say about uh, today's festivities as opposed to what happened 13 <laughs> years ago. Um, look, I, I think, you know, she's being sworn in today. It's a, it's a ceremony that's taking place starting in, in an hour or so at City Hall. And there, you know, we've talked to a number of councillors who would, shall we say, be sort of a natural opposition to a, a child mayoralty. Um, they're all trying to strike a tone like, hey, we all have to work together. And the city's yeah. got massive problems ahead of it. So you're going to see like a very a conciliatory tone, I think, over the course of the next you know, few weeks. We have a, we have a meeting. Um, Mayor Chow has called a meeting. Uh, for, for August of the executive. We don't know what that looks like yet. We don't know who her uh, so-called inner circle will be. But look, I mean, former deputy mayor, or excuse me, oh, well, I guess she would be former deputy yeah. mayor now, uh, Jennifer McKelvey, um, who did her or best, placeholder, as and, we've come to know her. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what, and, women are now reduced to placeholders. Well, it's well, coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I mean, she was unable to secure, you know, levels of funding from from the higher levels of government that is so necessary to to sort out so much of Toronto's financial mess. Will Mayor Chow be able to do that? That's probably the first order of business. But what we're what we have to look forward to um, and, and your listeners should understand is listening to the language, you know, it's all nice to say, like in that clip you just played, you know, oh, no. she wants a uh, a kinder, safer, affordable city. But but what does that mean? 
Um, we've seen the rash of violence that has taken place over the last few weeks, sadly, in the city. Well, frankly, in the last few years, with little to nothing being done. One of her first, Mayor Chow's first response to, to some of this violence was that we needed more social workers. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I can both agree social workers have a very important role to play in our in our community and our society. But preventing this violence is, isn't yeah. that. So. So listen, for the, language is going to matter a lot. And then you're going to see, um, you know, the, the very far left on, on council who look at her, what Meryl Z is such a victory for them. How far left do they pull her? Okay. I mean, she's pretty, she's there. I mean, she, she's already doing the symbolic thing of bike, biking. This well, there's the biking. There's going to be the 18 minute land acknowledgement. There is, it, yeah. but this gets real tired after a while. Cause you know, Adrian, when you get a moment like uh, Friday where this woman is killed, and frankly, I thought there'd be a lot more outrage. I got to be, where's the premier? Where's the police chief? Where are these people? It's like, well, it happens. Anyway, we'll figure it out. How? How are we figuring this out? Well, we're not, and that's the problem. And, and, you know, between the, the tragic shooting... The stabbing on the subway, where where we've now found out the the yeah. uh, the suspect three times out on bail. Yeah. I mean, we have these massive issues that affect our daily lives. Yet Mayor Chow is talking about you know raising taxes again. Like this is this is the part where the left I feel um, and and they are going to lose the argument. They talk about having an affordable city. But you are now prepared to raise taxes on a whole swath of, of individuals, the so-called rich in the city. Sure, they can afford it or they'll just go out to their their cottages like you mm-hmm. you and Dave were just talking about. Um, they'll just pull up stakes and leave. Who's left holding the proverbial financial bag are those very people who voted her in and can't afford the potential tax. But there's also no measuring of expectations because as Dave and I were talking, no. like affordable housing is going to take a long time to build. So it's all great that we're talking about it. No one should expect it to be here overnight and they shouldn't be expecting it. And I think maybe, you know, five to seven years. I hate to say that. I'd like to think that they can get their crap together, move, you know, away these regulations and zoning issues. But there's never any urgency, right, Adrian? Never any urgency to get it actually done, which I think people are going to just be become more and more frustrated. Well, and this is part of what happened during the course of the uh, election, uh, Alex. She, she wasn't very clear on what she looks, what it looks like for her in terms of the the new housing starts, who runs these properties, who owns. She has a desire that it's all uh, government run. Yeah. And all we need to do, all any of your listeners need to do is just simply go back and look at any of the stories that we've all written about Toronto community housing. The city of Toronto yeah. is the worst, the worst landlord possible. So she wants to uh, she wants to do I think it's twenty five thousand yeah. or thirty five thousand units um, are affordable housing. Who's going to run it? Who who runs it? And and we know that government is incapable of doing it. So what? She's going to hire an army of bureaucracy. So just the cost factor alone. All of these goals are laudable. All of the things that she wants to achieve are, are important, and we know that they need to But they're to also if that should have been done, done years ago and didn't get done well, because all we get is the well, talking point. But, Alex, yeah. this is also yeah. an opportunity. This is the time, then, we should also be reflecting on the mayoralty of John Tory. Mm. You know, all of the candidates that just ran in the, in the last election just a few weeks ago were all railing and running against his 
record. It doesn't matter if you're left, right, or center. They were all running against all the things that accumulated in big problems under his mayoralty. So we shouldn't let him off the hook either. No, no, but, no. I mean, now we've yeah. got a full look at the city of Toronto. It's like, what the yeah. hell were you doing for the last eight, eight years? But it, will he be there today? Because And the other thing is, she has quite a bit of an activist circle around her. So who's she going to appoint? Like, would a Brad Bradford, who's playing all nicey now, is he going to get to stay in a role? Like, like who's she putting where? Like, I, that will be a very telling story. Is she going to put her Those people are- in, or does she put... People who've been kind of on this in yeah. the system. Those are all going to be interesting things to watch because, look, she she has said she's not going to use the strong mayor powers, and I, I think we all can call BS on that. Um, of course she will. If she needs to, she will. Um, but does she then take an opportunity to look at her executive and, and, and the heads of the chairs and the committees and keep some of those individuals, like a Brad Bradford, for yeah. example, um, in, a, in a position where, you know, he can be helpful uh, to, to move certain uh, issues forward versus, you know, having this acrimonious endless debates on the floor of council where nothing gets gets accomplished. So So that's a calculus that she's going to have to have to make. Um, it wouldn't be unreasonable to see some of the natural opposition in positions where they are, like, you know, in the audit committee or mm-hmm. things like that. So so that'll be interesting to watch. But again, back to the financial aspect of it, which is, by the way, the biggest, all these other issues that we want to tackle, it all boils down to how the finances are going to work. Yeah. She wants to cancel the contracts for, that are, are already uh, out there for the gardener, whatever's been signed. Well, that's going to cost us oh, yeah. a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're in the process of just trying to find out just how much that, how much money that's going to cost us. And, and I know people get tired of hearing me on your show talking about the money, the money, 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 but the money is behind all of it. If we want to fix our homelessness issue, if we want to address many of the issues with respect to violence, if we want to address the mental health crisis, if we want to do all of these things, it requires the city to have functional finances. Right now, we do not. And focus. So we'll see, and we'll talk again, because they get tired of me too, Batra. So appreciate your time. Well, they can be tired of us together, but we have this, but eventually they're going to tune in and say, hey, they, these ladies were right. <laughs> <laughs> Told you so. All right. Stay tuned. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks. Al. That's uh, Adrian Batra over at the uh, at Toronto Sun. So she's been there for this. And uh, she was there for that old Pinko speech. So, yeah, I'm sure Don, uh, Don's not having a great day.